This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 569, the first day of March already. March 1. 2021. It was 59 degrees. We reached that high in 1990, and it was 32 below on this day in 1962. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. I went downtown yesterday and did my reconnoitering in downtown Minneapolis. What'd you think, Joe? Well, the it's it's you know the Hennepin County Government Center is is uh, surrounded almost like any installation in Iraq or Kabul or or anywhere else. Uh, no one's going to get close to it. Uh, so that's all I can report. It didn't. Uh, there was no activity downtown, which in and of itself is unusual. You can always sort of count on some. Uh, Oh, pedestrian activity in downtown Minneapolis, if nothing else. It, it, always, had, it always had a vibe that it was working and lively. Uh, certainly, that was not the case yesterday. Absolutely not the case. I, I don't know what it's like on a Friday night or, or a Saturday afternoon. Granted, this was a Sunday, Sunday noon, and uh, it was a ghost town, just a ghost wow. town. It's not all that different on a weekend evening anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's completely, it's a, it is, it's a ghost town. It's too bad. I have something here on that. If you'll bear with me, uh, did anybody practice uh, space management yesterday? I did. Uh, I did too. You know why? why? To, to set up the sun, to set up the, uh, the work of the sun, which was extraordinary. Yeah, it really, it hammered away. See, but overnight we had a little freeze, so that's why I wanted to make sure everything that melted was out of the way so it wasn't going to become ice, even though we're going to have 50s next Sunday. I got a nice email from a guy in uh, Sweden, West Sweden, Wisconsin. Huh. Joe, knowing how much you enjoy clearing the virgin driveway, thought I'd share a picture I took while plowing snow yesterday, making the virgin pass on an entire rural road. The satisfaction is, dare I say, euphoric. Chris in West uh, Sweden, Wisconsin, and he looks like he's driving a county plow, and all that lay ahead of lays ahead of him is just, as far as the eye can see, uh, a virgin road with no tire tracks on it. He's going to run that plow down the length nice. of the Nice. Oh, how road. therapeutic would that be? He said, he said, he, Derry says it was euphoric. Derry mm. says it. <laughs> Back to the uh, armed encampment in downtown Minneapolis. The, the trial of Chauvin might not start next week. You guys aware of this? No. No. Uh, the Court of Appeals has a hearing this afternoon. Prosecutors want the appeals court to reinstate a third-degree murder charge against Chauvin, who is already facing 
second-degree unintentional murder, and second-degree manslaughter. Uh, the court will hear oral arguments over Zoom at 1 p.m. today. Hennepin County District Judge Peter Cahill dropped the charge against Chauvin in October, the, uh, the third-degree charge, and rejected a request by prosecutors last month to add it back. Cahill said in his decision that third-degree murder applies to cases where more than one person was put in danger. But prosecutors are citing an appeals court decision last month that upheld the third-degree murder conviction of former Minneapolis police officer Mohamed Noor for the 2017 shooting death of Justine Rutschak. In that decision, the appeals court wrote that, wrote that third-degree murder charges can be applied when just one person is put at risk by the defendant's actions. Chauvin's attorney, Eric Nelson, has argued that the appeals court decision on Noor doesn't technically qualify the precedent uh, because 30 days hasn't passed without an appeal. If the charge is reinstated, it's likely attorneys will be given more time to prepare their cases and that would put next week's start of the trial uh, in question, in jeopardy. It's supposed to start a week from today with jury selection. Uh, Cahill said he wants opening arguments to start by March 29. A request by prosecutors to delay the trial date due to COVID-19 pandemic and try all the four defendants at once has previously been rejected by the judge. Attorney General Keith Ellison's office, which is leading the prosecution, has insisted it's prepared to go to trial on March 8. So, in other words, if if the third degree charge is is added to the uh, is added to the other charges, then it's unlikely that the trial will start a week from today. Mm. Uh, which is good or bad? Are we? I mean, I know we're prolonging the inevitable. Okay, right now Chauvin has, is facing second-degree unintentional murder, second-degree manslaughter, and they want to add third-degree. The prosecution wants to add uh, third-degree. And that's when we, we'll know that today. That'll be on your evening, your local news tonight, or on your local websites by 2 or 3 o'clock this afternoon. Then you will know whether the trial is going to start on time. And what is the answer to Matthew's question? Uh, Matthew, what was your question? Are, are, I mean, we're prolonging the in, in, inevitable, but is this a, is this good or bad or indifferent? No, I I I think that uh, it all it's doing is creating more time to build up a head of steam and angst. So let's get it done with. And and you know and, and warmer weather. Well, and, uh, uh, I started you know a month ago. I was the one who was saying yeah. I don't think we have a lot of problems here. It'll be all right. And now I'm convinced that no. it's just going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy of destruction and mayhem. Yep. But if we're getting tips from uh, the FBI or whoever that QAnon is going to be here or the uh, the white boys are going to be here and they're going to be wreaking havoc, they really need to be transparent and say, this is what we think is going to happen. There's going to be a lot of clashing here. Because I I really, I I really don't want just the Black Lives Matter people to be uh, I don't know blamed for all the destruction because it obviously was not there were there'll groups be, that were here there'll be plenty of blame to go around I, okay. I wouldn't worry about it I think there'll be plenty of blame to go around but it, it, my my reconnoitering yesterday served no purpose except to see with my own eyes what's taking place and and what has taken place is the uh, 
is the uh, Hennepin County Government Center has been turned into a protected fort. And uh, the, the uh, lanes on either side have been narrowed to, down to one, and uh, uh, it's, it's, it's quite clear that what's anticipated is doom, and uh, they're bound and determined to protect that building, and given the uh, reinforcements around it, I would suspect they will be able to. So what about, did you, did you do the grid system? Did you go over to, like, down Marquette, Hennepin yes. first, go yes. over by the ballpark? Yes. Are they, is everything boarded up over there, too? Uh, 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 significantly, yes, significantly. Is, has Mayor Fry chimed in? Is, are we just doing soft speak and, and butterfly talk, or has he, does he have well, some kind of plan? It's funny that you, that you mentioned that. I can... Uh, read this to you. Okay. Uh, if you'll just uh, let me call it up here. Uh, he had a meeting over the weekend. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is progress. Here, this uh, is what I'm talking about, Joe. We got to solve it now. And I meant to print it out. I apologize. Oh, I did here we not. <laughs> well, here we go. Control P. Is it an attachment? Uh, no, it's just uh, I read it on the uh, local Fox Nine ah, okay. uh, site. Well, we and, know we're not uh, going to hear from the Minneapolis City Council with any strong words, but I thought mm-hmm. there there may be some hope with Mayor Fry to be able to at least um, be a leader instead of just saying we want uh, people to be nice and uh, chat with each other and not. Who are you anything. kidding? This just uh, this just was offered on the Fox 9 site. The city of Minneapolis announced today it is dropping its plan to pay social media influencers to push out the city's message during the trial of Derek Chauvin. And you know why they're doing this. Monday's well, announcement. A, yeah, why? Well, I'd like to read it and oh. find out. Monday's announcement came in a public safety preparation meeting one week ahead of the trial. We will not pursue the cultural social media partners, said City of Minneapolis Director of Neighborhood and Community Relations, David Rubidor. Uh, When we make a mistake, we will acknowledge that and we will do better, City Coordinator (laughs) Mark Ruff added. Minnesota, re- Minnesota reformer first reported the city's plan to hire six trusted messengers with large yeah. social media followings to share city-generated and approved messages. Wow. The city planned the city planned to pay the influencers who were never identified two thousand dollars each. The city budgeted twelve grand for a total community engagement strategy budget of sixty-nine thousand five hundred dollars for the influencer campaigns. The city, the city council voted 13 zip on Friday to authorize the contracts. Uh, the city w- was is collaborating with social media partners. Well, this is what they were going to do. The city is collaborating with social media partners to share public information with cultural communities and to help dispel potential misinformation. Uh, the uh, social media influencer plan garnered national attention for the New York Times, which noted the program is likely to encounter deep skepticism from residents who don't trust the city to relay truthful information about the trials of its former officers. And on, now they're dropping it. They're dropping it. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> on, honest to God. You, you can't even make this up anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Read that line. That's the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, when we make a mistake, I, I, we'll correct it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. guys. There that's, we go. Oh, boy, that's a good one. Uh, they get this for that, learned. by the way. Uh, we don't know that. 
Wow. Now, now the story of Fry meeting with uh, community types over the weekend is is no longer uh, being offered to me here. I don't know mm. why that. I don't know why that would have been taken what were, down. What were they going to discuss from your memory? Well, he was offering himself as a listener to the conversation. Oh, I see. Yeah, I'll see. So, in other he's words, not bringing yeah. anything but his ears to the table. Here it is. Here it is. I'll get it for you. It's. I think it's. It's worth. Uh, it's worth having. Uh, let me print this, and don't panic. I, I know how to do this. I think you know. I think you've shown us that you know what you're doing. Got it mastered now. Right. And while that's printing, let me tell you that uh, the other day we learned that uh, Mr. Potato Head yes. had to become gender neutral, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as did apparently Mrs. Potato Head. They were just going to be potato heads. Right. Uh, Hasbro has withdrawn that plan. Hasbro toy maker oh, has withdrawn that plan. Good, good. They're, that's they're, a little pushback. There's still going to be a Mister, no. and oh, uh, there's still going to be a Mrs. Once again, you guys are getting it all wrong. What are we doing all wrong? This was a brilliant marketing scheme on the part oh. of Hasbro because who in the hell has given Mister Potato Head one thought? In the last 40 years. Seriously. Nobody. <laughs> this was a toy made for kids growing up in the prairie that lived in a sod hut. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old this toy was. Nobody's thought about it. And for the past week, it's oh. been at the top of the news. They are geniuses. Okay, I accept that. Well, we'll get to Dr. Seuss today, too. Uh, oh, yeah. He's being canceled. Mr. Potato Head really wasn't much of a toy, though. What do you do with it? You just put in funny mustaches and eyeballs, right? I set him up in the backyard and shot him with my BB gun. (laughs) (laughs) But he did have a bit of a renaissance, didn't he, because of the Toy Story movies? Yeah, Don Rickles was the voice of Mr. Potato Head in the Toy Story movies. Here's the answer uh, to Rook to the uh, mayor's uh, work over the weekend. Uh, With the trial of uh, Chauvin less than 10 days away, uncertainty is growing about safety. Uh, Minneapolis Mayor Fry hosted community conversations at Park Avenue Church and Urban League Twin Cities on Saturday, discussing with the community all that is to come. Ah. Uh, This trial is the culminating event of a barrage of year-long trauma. Fry said the coming weeks are going to be tough. We recognize that. Fry says he is uh, he is trying to rise to the moment, not just doing press conferences from City Hall, but actually reaching out and hearing directly from the community. It means a lot to us that you would come and be here with folks and listen to questions and concerns, said Park Avenue Pastor Greg Taylor. Uh, I'm pleased that he's being frank and telling his own, his truth, neighbor James Toussaint added. The mayor said the purpose of the conversations was not for him to talk, but to listen, Hmm. to hear what's going on with them and then sort of mutually support, begin to develop, then what this is written poorly. We will all be re-traumatized by these events, and uh, re-traumatized. Oh, yeah. triggered. Yeah. But Fry hopes relationships with the community will help him to balance law and order and the right to peacefully protest. Hmm. Uh, this is probably the toughest moment Minneapolis has ever been through. Fry said, "We need to recognize the magnitude of the moment and simultaneously keep people safe." Still, Fry says he believes this go-round will be different because city leaders have had time to prepare for it and they know what to expect, meaning bringing in the guard, obviously, is what he means by that. Did he at any point during the meeting lead the group in a, uh, a, a round of kumbaya? 
today. Uh, he, <laughs> d- he did not. He's, He's putting not. that in his back pocket. Hold hands and sing. <laughs> uh, Chris, we had uh, we had uh, difficulties at the start of the show today. Yeah. Off off air difficulties, yeah. and it, it delayed me uh, requesting that you find audio, uh, which you can, I believe, on the local Channel Four news site. Okay. Of John Thompson, uh, uh, he who went ballistic in. Uh, uh, what's his name? Bob Kroll's yard last mm-hmm. August, do you remember? Mm-hmm. And then subsequently has won a legislative seat. And uh, he has introduced a new bill to end racial injustice in Minnesota. He's oh. uh, he just put it. Oh, and, and there's some brief audio of him in the story. You, you won't have difficulty finding it. And uh, I don't need it this moment. I'm just giving you a heads up because first I'm going to tell you that uh, at EcoFund Motorsports right now, that preseason sale is on, on bikes and scooters. And here's the best part. They'll store it for you. We're still a month or two away from serious riding season. So get out there now. Pick out what you need, and they'll uh, they'll store it for you at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest, Forest Lake. You, can br- you, you know perfectly well, the first Saturday this spring when it's 75 degrees, oh. there'll be a line trying to get in to EcoFund Motorsports for the Bintelli e-bikes, the kids' recreational equipment, the gas-powered scooters that turn every urban errand into an adventure, the helmets, the apparel, service. It's all there, but why not beat the rush? Beat the rush now. Pick out what you want when there's still a little calm in the store, and then they'll save it for you. They'll keep it for you. They'll keep it indoors. Then you come back and avoid the rush, pick it up, and and take it home in time for the riding season. That is uh, EcoFund Motorsports. Where else? It's on Highway 61 in Forest Lake. Beat the spring rush. Free storage until spring with every vehicle purchase. The bikes, the ATVs, the full line of Yamaha products, whatever. Free storage until you go back in the warm weather and pick it up at EcoFund Motorsports. It's on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. So, uh, for some of you GLers with, uh, how do I put this, a, uh, a more relaxed grip on reality, spring started on the 21st of uh, December. For others, it's March 20th. For me, it's today. It's the day every year that I get to start talking about ProfessionalTurf.com. Nice. And the best lawns on the block yeah right here and now reavers 12 38 p.m on march 1st spring is finally here all that snow on your lawn today it's going to be gone in a couple of weeks and that means it's time to start thinking about lawn care and more importantly outdoing your neighbors with professionalturf.com if you want the best lawn on the block all season long you've got to hook up with this company minnesota grown They've been at it for 40 years, always been the leader in granting bragging rights to GLers. They know that dandelions, mystery weeds, bare spots, blight are unacceptable. And for goodness sakes, don't don't send that renewal contract back to whatever hooplehead company that did the lousy work last year. <laughs> if you want service techs with 20 years of service in the same routes, guys that know how to throw down a combo of environmentally friendly weed killer and slow-release long-term fertilizers, then visit ProfessionalTurf.com, get the phone number, and call their great office staff. And you know what? Now I'm thinking, uh, while you're on that website, 
check out some of their landscape projects. And don't forget, they're going to service your irrigation system too. It's one stop for exceptional lawn care and irrigation service and the best lawn on the block. We're talking professionalturf.com. In uh, last fall, uh, John Thompson, uh, in a travesty of whatever you want to call it, a travesty of, won a legislator's seat on the east side of St. Paul. He is the fellow who behaved criminally, in my estimation, at Bob Cole's house in Hugo in August when he arrived there with a caravan of Black Lives Matter protesters and uh, vowed to burn down Hugo and, and ha- issued such profanity with children around that he was, he was an inexcus- inexcusable, despicable character, has no background that qualifies him for, for anything much. Le- well, maybe he has background that qualify, qualify, qualifies him for something, but certainly not a legislative seat. And you'll recall we took up the we took up the challenge of trying to help John Strominger defeat John Thompson. Yeah. How'd that well, go for us? Well, it didn't go well at no. all. Uh, John Thompson received 10,653 votes, which tells me, and I'm being very serious, that that's 10,653 people who had absolutely no idea who they were voting for, but it said DFL by his name. Right. 3,942 people voted for Strominger which tells me that 3,942 people were informed and knew exactly who they were voting for. Eh, I'll go along with you for the sake of your argument, but I can see that the rule you applied to Thompson applying to both sides, but go ahead anyway. Well, uh, he, uh, high, uh, John Thompson, uh, now uh, heard from, finally, as a legislator, uh, he has uh, got a bill that he hopes will stop Systemic racism. He says he can help end racial injustice in Minnesota. He says Governor Walls has agreed to support it and its center, its Senate counterpart. Thompson says it will address economic development in underserved communities. Uh, and here's what he had to say about it. Uh, it's a very short audio a bit, but maybe we can all attempt to uh, understand what it is he's, he means here. DFL Representative John Thompson represents St. Paul. He has a bill that he says can help end racial injustice in Minnesota. He also says Governor Tim Walls has agreed to support it and its Senate counterpart. Representative Thompson says it will address economic development in underserved communities. It's to have a conversation about when are we going to have our fair share? Every year, every six months, there's a legislative session that comes here and it seems like certain communities are left out. And so I definitely want to have that conversation and definitely invest. The Government Finance and Election Committee will vote on the bill on Thursday. Rachel Jones- That's enough. I don't know what he means. It, 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 almost, it almost seems to suggest that he believes that legislative sessions are designed to divide up money and hand it out to the people of Minnesota. And he's convinced, of course, that the people he represents are not getting their fair share. Well, that's not the way life works, uh, but that's what you heard, and that's that's the only thing I can conclude is that, you know, we, we want our fair share of this giveaway. Well, there is no giveaway essentially. There's well, people who people work and 
people pay taxes and people hope for the best, but it's not a it's not a legislative session in which you you know there's a line going out the door and you each put your hand out and get some money. Right. So, like a drive-through. I don't know what he wants. Well, uh, kind of. If you look at you know the city of St. Paul, they're handing out money left and right. Well, he was just but, speaking, <laughs> and he was just there was a lot of generalizing there. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he's bringing up things we already know and stating the obvious because I think the Reverend Tim would agree. Yeah, there's there's communities that get ignored all the time, even by their own city council representatives. But I, I didn't hear anything about what his bill was. What was the meat? What's the potatoes? I, apparent, well, we don't talking about. We don't know. We don't know. And it, it's it's fated it's fated to be essentially meaningless because he's essentially meaningless. He, yeah. He's not bringing any great wisdom or courage no. or knowledge or intellect to the legislature. No, no. It, it's a travesty. He's speaking he got elected. in general. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. He's speaking in general terms about things we all know to be true, mm-hmm. and he didn't offer any facts or anything interesting. Just more yelling. And oftentimes, and however, unfortunately, there are certain communities who end up destroying their own neighborhoods, which really doesn't help your economic outlook a lot. So I would uh, encourage Thompson that maybe he would like to maybe take a look at that, too. Another child was found after an Amber Alert search. How about this Mm -hmm. story? Yeah, they took took that kid for a ride. A two-year-old child. I guess they, uh, what, parked in front of a restaurant around 8.40 p.m. yesterday. The parents, their parents must have gone in and just left the kid in the car. And sure enough, it was taken. And uh, fortunately, uh, the child has been discovered safe. Uh, two hours later, I don't know where the child was taken. But you can't leave, uh, but, yeah, you cannot, you can't leave your kid in the car, you folks. Can't. You can't leave your kid in the car. You shouldn't leave your car running. But on top of that, you shouldn't leave your car running with the child in no. it. No. I mean, even tenfold. Yeah. I did not know Dr. Seuss needed to be canceled. Oh, yeah. Yeah, how about this? I think he died in about 1991. Uh, I'm not a Dr. Seuss uh, expert. Those books were around here, I guess, when the kids were little. Well, I haven't seen a Dr. Seuss book forever. But uh, I had some deep thoughts about this. Uh uh, it's a school district in Virginia that uh, is taking emphasis away from Dr. Seuss during uh, this time of book celebration in the schools. I guess it's March's reading month or something to that effect. And they've always, uh, they've always featured uh, Dr. Seuss books, and the kids would dress up. Like some of the, you know, like the cat in the hat or something. And thing one or thing two, right. Yeah. It's called Loudoun uh, County Public Schools. They spend a billion dollars annually on 80,000 students in Northern Virginia. It's a very wealthy, wealthy suburb of Washington, D.C. And they point to research in recent years that has revealed strong racial undertones in many books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss. Oh. For years, schools across the nation have held a Read Across America Day on March 2nd, 
the birthday of Dr. Seuss. That's the event I'm talking about. The celebration included read-ins of Dr. Seuss's best-loved titles and other works. Just a couple of years ago, the event featured First Lady Michelle Obama reading The Cat in the Hat to youngsters. Beginning in 2017, though, the National Education Association, the country's largest labor union, moved the focus to celebrating a nation of diverse readers. This year, the Loudoun County Schools folded, persuaded by a 2019 study that analyzed 50 books and more than 2,200 characters created by Dr. Seuss and concluded that of the, of the 2,240 identified human characters, there are 45 characters of color representing 2% of the total number of human characters. The Washington Post's Valerie Strauss reports that of the 45 characters, 43 exhibited behaviors and appearances that align with, that align with harmful and stereotypical Orientalist tropes. Okay, the Loudoun County Schools, where 88% of last year's graduating students went on to college and only 7% are black, haven't banned Dr. Seuss, uh, but it's, it's clear that unless parents, parents speak out against this idiocy, say Sam I Am will soon become Sam I Am no more. Uh, Theodore Seuss Geisel, who wrote under the pen name Dr. Seuss, was an ardent liberal who supported FDR and passionately spoke out against fascism. His work includes books that embrace environmentalism, racial equality. To conclude that Seuss was a closet racist is preposterous. Uh, it's not surprising that Loudoun County Schools has, has cratered to the mob. Uh, they're quite a, uh, quite a leftist suburb, apparently. So, uh, Joe, let me interrupt you. He's... They're trying to cancel him for something he didn't do. Is this, is this what I'm hearing? Because I don't know this story. This is all new to me. As the opposed for something canceling the Dr. Yeah, Seuss story. Yeah, for something he didn't do, as opposed for something he did do. Is that is that correct? In other words, he he was not representative enough of diverse yeah. populations. Yeah. Okay, doesn't that ring alarm bells? With can you see? Can you see oh, something here? Can you see something yeah. here that I saw? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, are authors now going to have to meet quotas? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. In yeah. other words, when when John Camp sits down to write his next best-selling prey book, better not make a black guy a bad guy. Is he? No, you can make him a bad guy, but he better have his. Is he? Is are we headed towards somebody's going to count the characters in his book? Absolutely. And say you you have twelve principal white characters, but only four principal black characters. We, for, we, therefore, cannot publish this yet. Is that where we're at? It's already happened. Remember the Charlie Brown story? Help me. Uh, they were sitting at the Thanksgiving table, and the, black. the black kid yeah. Oh, yeah. was sitting by himself Oh yeah, at the yeah. picnic table, yeah. and people yeah. went nuts over that. That was but, like, what, a year, a year or so ago? Yeah. Here's what I'm discovering, and it's, it's terribly eerie to me. Uh, what is this research that's being quoted in this story? You'll note that since 2017, research has shown that Dr. Seuss has, has only uh, this many characters and so many characters of color. Uh, the research has shown that of the 2,240 identified hu human... <laughs> God, bless it! I have no Dr. Seuss books in the house. All right. What? Of the, 
of the 2,240 <laughs> identified human characters, there are 45 characters of color, representing 2% of the total number of human characters. Okay, that tells me that what somebody's doing for a living, presumably in academia, is doing that. Yep. They're 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 taking they're taking uh, the canon of somebody like uh, Dr. Seuss and they're analyzing them for inclusivity. Yeah. B- but half of Dr. Seuss's characters are furry things. They're they're not Aren't they all animals? Ca- yeah, yeah, characters that don't exist right. in the real world. Right. Right, the who's in Pardon? fact, Jen? We had them here when the kids were younger. In fact, and I remember I could see the cat in the hat in my mind's eye. The yeah. uh, the cat in the hat cartoon is viewed in my home currently. All right. And on that cartoon, the the two main characters, the two kids, there's one, it's a, a white girl and a black boy. Mm-hmm. And they travel with him and they go do all So I I don't I don't get it. What what what's the end game here? Well, you're going just... to be critical of a guy that, that wrote a book in, what was it, 1960? Come on. Uh, he, he did much of it. I think Cat in the Hat was from the 50s. Is it from the 50s? Okay. Mm-hmm. But here, here's where we are. There is a great purge taking place. Yeah. And we occasionally get glimpses of it. Uh, Mr. Potato yeah. Head or, uh, oh, uh, Aunt Jemima was uh, thought to be, yeah. uh, you know. Logos, uh, yeah. Yep. And uh, now Lando Lakes, right, with the yep. Native American And gal. gender reveals, some crackpot actress said, gender reveals are transphobic because they only concentrate on male or sure. female. So what... There's a great, Which is what the baby comes out as. That's right. <laughs> Two choices. There's a, there's a great purge taking place. And, you know, you can you can laugh this off and you can say, well, I think the world will get along if Mr. Potato Head is just called Potato Head or, or if uh, Dr. Seuss books are no. no longer as prominently featured in uh, kids' libraries as they once might have been. But that's not the point. That, look, I got one here. Here. Got the gloves on. Yeah. What do you have? Which one? The cat in the hat comes back. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. What what's the point of the glove, CP? What are you trying to tell me? The elevator operator. What about the elevator operator? Oh, the elevator operator is black. They always oh. had white gloves on. All right, thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. Goodbye. Hi, Jen. <laughs> tell her I said hi. Oh, uh, this this they're all saying hi. By the way, uh, this portion, this the CP's appearance, this portion is brought to us by Betty and Earls. <laughs> This is about Sally and... <laughs> Another match made in heaven, Freak. Betty and Earls. Uh, this is somebody named Sally, and they're... Uh, and here. Yeah, yeah Sally. The, the operator, the elevator operator is a is an African-American. Sa- black. Sally is the girl I was just talking about. Okay, wait a minute. Are we to conclude that because some Dr. Seuss characters wear white gloves, he's mocking black elevator operators? Is that where we're oh, going? Come on. Don't white uh, elevator operators also wear white gloves? Well, first of all, there's no more such thing as an elevator operator. Not even they're, in New York? They're gone pretty oh. much from the landscape. Okay. And, and, and on the few occasions when I can recall an elevator operator, I don't recall an elevator operator wearing gloves. Maybe so, there used to be drink. one uh, in the building that uh, Jaime's haberdashery, was, uh, I swear to God, they had an operator in that building. Anyway, okay. the Wild oh, does. Track, sorry. I think that's the Ham Building. I think. Ham Building. Yeah. The Minnesota Wild during broadcast game or hockey games has. But that's a, security, oh. Matthew. That's oh. not standard. That's operating. not for fun. Okay. Yeah. No. Let me let me tell you something. 
what's what's disturbing here is that as we're discovering, there are people uh, purposely doing research to condemn the likes of Dr. Seuss. And so what is happening is what then is not safe? What then is not safe right. from this from this analysis from the failed academy, all of which they would say is intended to bring about equity, which is a word that is absolutely misused. Equity is what you have in your house, but when social justice warriors use the word equity, they mean equal outcomes. They want equal outcomes. So now you take a you take the uh, the, the canon of work by uh, by Dr. Seuss and you turn it over to these people who have their end game being equity, which they don't. They're just mean spirited people, and they're going to start counting characters, which leads me to believe you're headed for a future in which publishing houses will be required <sighs> to have a quota system in yep. place for fiction writing. Because Cat in the Hat is clearly fiction. Uh, Dr. Seuss was clearly fiction. Mark Twain, we're going to go after. I mean, we kind well, of. Well, he's already have he's already, already been yeah. canceled. He's already been canceled. Uh, to kill a To kill a mockingbird has already been canceled. Right. Dr. Seuss has been canceled. Mr. Potato Head has been canceled. Aunt Jemima has been canceled. Uh, who was the guy on the cover of the the Rice? Ben's uh, old Ben. Uncle Ben. Uncle ben. Uncle ben. Rice. Yeah. Uh, we we had to cancel Uncle Ben. And didn't even the, though even though his family loved the fact that he was on the box. I was right. going to say that. And didn't the, Aunt, uh, Jemima. Aunt Jemima's family Our, said the was, same yeah, thing? Aunt Jemima. They yeah. had the same. She was she was successful. Well, the woman who portrayed Aunt Jemima was brilliant and carved out a living for herself in the very racist United States, and she made a few bucks. So good for her. Uh, but you're this right, is, it's never going to end. It's just no, never going to end. It's not only not going to end, it's going to become more industrious. It's going to become more participatory. It's going to become more uh, of, uh, what's the word I want? If I keep talking, I'll find the word. It's, it, thinking, thinking is going to become more regulated. There. Wow. But if you don't like Dr. Yeah. Seuss, because then don't read his book. If you don't like Mark Twain, then don't read his book. Even though these are classic books, but yes. you can just just let it. It's not your cup that's, of tea, Matt. Matt, you're sweetly naive. Uh, that's not what's at work here. What's at work here is you being told what you must right. Believe. One, someone's trying to make the decision for you. You you yeah. aren't allowed, Matt, to decide. I don't think I'll read Cat and Hat to my kids. What's what's replacing that, Matt, is you will not be allowed to seek out a copy of Cat and the Hat to read to your kids. Wow. That's the difference. It's a form of suppression and speech control and everything else that we've been seeing right now, specifically on social media where the right is being silenced. And even though I realize it's not freedom of speech when it comes to a private uh, entity, it is freedom of speech, and that's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. And our, that amendment, it only protects us on the government level. It, it doesn't protect us on whatever level this is. Mm -hmm. Cerebral? I don't know. But it's all very Orwellian. It's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a trend that seems to me to be headed... Uh, toward telling John Camp, you must have in your next book, uh, you must have seven black characters, seven white characters, 
seven Hispanic characters, seven Asian characters. Well, then what's the next round of that's going to be? Well, you didn't have enough uh, uh, Polynesian Rim characters from the Pacific Islands. We'll have to have See, more I, of that. When you first uttered that, I, I thought, well, that's semi—I I don't, I don't agree with that because n- nobody's going to come after camp. It's going to start with uh, children's books and the like. But then I gave it extra thought, and you're right. And they probably, Joe, won't tell Camp why he's not getting published anymore. Mm-hmm. He just won't be published anymore. You know what I mean? Well, and but, they'll let him. They'll leave him to figure it out for himself. Yeah, which he will in about two seconds. Right. These yeah. will be unspoken rules. This is handicapper general. Yes, it is handicapper general. Wow. Whoever would have thought that would have come. What is that's true. a Kurt Vonnegut short story from the fifties in which the country employed a handicapper general who, whose job it was to make sure everyone was the same. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's good. I've got to read that. Oh, I'm going to mm-hmm. write that down right now. Handicapper mm-hmm. general. Oh, boy. And it's funny. It's funny to cancel so many authors who are so left thinking in the first place <laughs> there's, the, there's the irony right <laughs> i know oh, dr seuss was a lifelong environmental fruitcake and uh <laughs> lefty to beat the band and oh my you don't god don't have to use fruit well, you know what i mean <laughs> Hey, it's another new month at Red Savoy, and that means a new offer from Red Savoy Pizza for you, the loyal GLers who get online. Last month it was free wings. This month, did I say free wings? You did. Free wings. Free wings. This month it's Hello? free. It's free garlic cheese bread when you buy a large Ooh. pizza. Yeah, Red's going to bonus you their delicious cheese bread. You're going to get four slices of the Texas toast smothered in cheese with Red signature marinara oh. sauce for dipping. The cheese bread is precisely the sort of an item that usually wouldn't make it all the way home in the car, Kenny and Reavers. <laughs> Get to SavoyPizza.com or go on the Savoy app, build your own one-topping large pizza, add an order of cheese bread, and use promo code JOE at checkout. This is an online offer only, and it's for a limited time. So go build your large pizza and get the free cheese bread from Red Savoy, now featuring that wonderful soda-style original recipe all over the metro area, including White Bear Avenue in St. Paul, uh, downtown St. Paul, Snelling Avenue in St. Paul, Vadnais Heights in Woodbury, and, uh, oh, hell, they're everywhere. They're all a place, place. Apple Valley. Eden Prairie. Blaine, Burnsville, Egan, Is Eden Prairie, Edina, Hugo, Lakeville, Osseo, Roseville, St. Louis Park. And it's just fantastic. It's the best soda-style pizza. Well, it's the only soda-style pizza because it was invented to be the soda, S-O-T-A, thin crust loaded with cheese and toppings. It's uh, the only soda-style pizza in the state, and it's from Red's Savoy. Go to the app or go online and use Joe at checkout, and you'll get some cheese bread. Woo! It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Kill that music. I'm going to sing to you guys. Someone save my life tonight. Someone save my blow life him up. tonight. Blow him up. Blow it up. Someone save song. my life tonight. Hit the blow up sounder. I don't remember that song. 
Was that high on the charts? That was Elton John. Now listen, guys, if this was Twitter, if this were Twitter, however you're supposed to say it down there in the city in the tall buildings, I'd retweet the following letter I'm about to read you with only one word. In all caps, I'd type this. And here's the letter. My wife called me on her way home from work yesterday to tell me her check engine light came on and her car sputtered at the stoplight. I was planning to take it to my mechanic today, but decided to put some sea foam in her gas just in case. We drove about 30 miles, and lo and behold, the light went off and the sputter went away. Sea foam truly is a great product in a world of bad gas. This letter from Rick goes into the Sea Foam Stories contest hat, and he will be eligible to win product and swag when I draw names uh, from a hat, a gross hat, by the way, an old icky sea foam hat, uh, because sea foam is. It's a lifesaver. Someone saved my life tonight. I even close my oh eyes my when I sing God. that. Listen, Such, it saves us, and you know this, it saves us on repair bills, saves money on gas due to improved mileage, and saves us from getting an earful from the other half, and it saves our sons and daughters who are just learning about maintenance, and it saves, well, basically it saves us from ourselves. And thankfully, it's a global product. I've always wanted to say this. Just ask for it by name. Wow. A wonderful okay. product in a, a world of bad gas seafoam. Yes, sir. I took a piece out Saturday for a drive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Risk, risking the moisture on the roads. I thought, the hell with it. It's not that bad. Yeah, big risk. And it, had, had, it, it, had, yeah. it had not been started since uh, January 27th. And okay. it just, it just, but it's been bathing in seafoam, of course. I put it into bed with seafoam. Wait, that's one month. I know. But just popped right off like that. That's just, it's just beautiful. <laughs> One month Boom. in a heated garage. Right. Uh, so I'm just telling you, you're a sea foam and you get the hey, whole thing. Hey, yeah. this is why they hired Kenny to do the ads. Because yeah. yeah. uh, <laughs> it's one month in a, in a heated garage. Well, I could have lied and said it hadn't started since last July. True. Oh, hell, you'd win a over. contest. Now, if you would have said that, I would have showed you some, shown you some respect. Parent groups are crying hypocrisy <laughs> after a video surfaced. Showing the president of the Berkeley, California Teachers Union dropping off his two-year-old daughter at an in-person private preschool. Come on! Matt Meyer, president of the Berkeley Federation of Teachers, has fought for what he called the gold standard for the teachers he represents, saying Berkeley schools should only reopen to in-person learning when educators are vaccinated, among his other criteria. Wow. A tentative plan between the Berkeley Unified School District and Berkeley Federation of Teachers in mid-Feb would see preschoolers through second grade returning to class at the end of March and other grades staggering back to in-person learning through April. But uh, some Berkeley parents, excuse me, I had a Roycey-like guess. Yes. <laughs> but some oh, yes. Berkeley parents have claimed that the union is moving too slowly and are pushing for earlier school reopenings. They have long argued that schools are safe to reopen without vaccination, without vaccinations for all teachers. So, But the Federation chief... Uh, said, no, we don't want these in-person learning. Just a minute, i got to take my kid to his in-person learning at the <laughs> private preschool. Honest to God. Uh, well, he could be a politician. He's on mm -hmm. that third rail. Wow. Mm -hmm. Now, before we were talking about, uh, well, we weren't really talking about academic freedom. We were talking about the prospect of a cancel culture becoming, I, I can see it becoming an official government agency. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. The Department of Cancellation. But there's a piece today in Wall Street Journal that's fascinating. Uh, it's uh, called Academic Freedom is Withering. Well, we've been 
pointing that out at the failed academy for for years. Academic freedom is in crisis on American campuses. Last year, the National Association of Scholars recorded 65 instances of professors being disciplined or fired for protected speech, a five-fold increase from the year before. Yet many of academia's defenders brush aside worries about dismissal campaigns and the lack of ideological diversity as uh, little more than a collection of anecdotes uh, cherry-picked to feed a right-wing moral panic. Well, I don't want you to read you the whole uh, the whole uh, editorial, but you know you get some facts in here. You get the numbers. A new report for the Center of Study of Partisanship and Ideology gives the lie to these claims. Uh, based on eight comprehensive surveys of academic and graduate student opinion across the U.S., Canada, and Britain, it buttresses the findings of numerous studies to provide hard data on the absence of viewpoint diversity and presence of discrimination against conservative and gender-critical scholars. High-profile activist excesses are mere symptoms of a much wider problem of progressive authoritarianism. Roughly one in three conservative academics and graduate students has been disciplined or threatened with disciplinary action. A progressive monoculture empowers radical activist freedom of political minorities like conservatives or gender-critical feminists who believe in the biological basis of womanhood, all in the name of emotional safety or social justice. It's a long piece. The gist of it is, the gist of it is conservative thinkers are not faring well in the failed academy. Right. They're just not faring well in the failed academy. And uh, that did not used to be the case. Uh, but it is it is the case. It is the case now. It's baffling to me, Joe, that they don't want to teach the art or the craft or the skill of looking at both sides of a story. Mm-hmm. They basically just want to shove one direction, one side down their throat and not accept or listen to any other um, thoughts or explanations or views. It, it's just, it's baffling to me that they don't, that they don't teach. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, both again, sides. Again, hats off to the two uh, young women at uh, the University of Chicago who are not, yeah, are not right. standing for it. Right. They're not standing. They've, they they've put out a digital newspaper on campus, the Chicago Thinker. They're not accepting this. They're they're pushing back. They want to be challenged in the classroom. They and Matt, getting back to your point uh, of your sweet naivete, it, it it is coming to this. You cannot make the decision whether you're going to read. Dr. Seuss to your kid. The decision's being taken from you. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that ain't America, yep. baby. I know. No. no. Yep. It's being but, taken from you. I thought that was very uh, nice of you to, to pay me that sweet, naive comment. That was very soft. <laughs> very soft. Well, I just yeah. thought I'd go that direction instead of yelling and screaming. Got it. Got it. I appreciate you know. that. It's yeah. a new month. Yeah. It is. March. It's a new month. Uh, Matt, 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 you're so naive that you, you think that was a compliment. That, that's how <laughs> naive that? you are. Okay. That's... Uh, it, it was a subtle way of telling you you're a dumbass. Yeah. Is that okay? So that tone is that condescension? Is that is that when you talk down to people? No, no, no. I <laughs> meant no, I, I meant Kenny, I meant Kenny right there. You were sweetly naive. I, I didn't mean you, Joe. I meant Kenny right there. I think that yeah. was you know that's, that's that he's told me one time uh, yeah. that's condescending. That's yeah. that's when you talk. Down. May, may I may I have a timeout, please, to get some water? Yeah, go right please. ahead. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, take a I break. Mean, we can hang out here. Yeah. Talk right. about stuff. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. 
You know, when it gets warm, it's, what, 24 degrees for a high, but it's going to get 40 degrees, 50 degrees. You are going to get the bug. You are going to get the bug to start doing stuff outside, and the place to go and plan is Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. they got 21 locations to serve you. There's one in your neighborhood not far away, so be ready, be at the ready, have a plan. Mike and his family do a great job. It's Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden what, Stores. What was the Mikulski renovation project you had over the weekend? Uh, that was the back entryway where we put down self-stick tile and then self-stick uh, wall, uh, what do you call it? Wallpaper. Okay. And we redid the pantry. Got it. And that's when Gabe said, "Did he, you, did you start in the middle and work your way out?" Uh, I had no. I didn't do any tiling. She did all the tiling. But uh, when better. Gabe was asked to, to be tasked with something, he said out loud, laying in his bed, "I am not part of the renovation." <laughs> you know, it's a it's a two by two square foot pantry in the back of the house, and he calls it a renovation, like we're taking down walls. Right. But uh, so Frats helps out. Nice. Yep. We had a grilling fest yesterday. We I, had uh, oh. we had Grunhofer's burgers and brats. I almost busted out the grill yesterday. Oh, we had her fired up. Oh. Nice. Yeah, I will for sure this weekend. And by the way, that does mean a warning is now in full effect for this week. Just whoa, letting you know. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just letting really? you know. Yep. All right, fans of Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo on Highway 61, a warning has been called. That means. Ooh. Any of the three meatloafs are in danger of disappearing. The original meatloaf, the town ball meatloaf, mm. and the Minnesota meatloaf. You are hereby duly formed and warned and formed and formed and warned. What have I had? I've had There's the a warning. The regular meatloaf, which was, uh, I mean, he didn't even need to make it better. That was already delicious. And then what was the first one he had out? The Minnesota meatloaf? Mm-hmm. That was uh, no, so I got two the, of them. No, the original meatloaf doesn't have a name. Oh, it's just it's, the Grunhofer meatloaf. It's the meatloaf. Okay. Yeah. Then was, there's the Town Ball meatloaf, and then there's the the Minnesota meatloaf, which is wild rice and and mushrooms. Also, there's new one pound containers, but don't worry, Grunhofer still has the two pound size. Soup meats are still in so, in stock, but man, we fired up the grill yesterday and we cooked about fifteen. Uh, Spencer Grunhofer burgers and about twelve brats of oh, different different flavors, and oh. it was absolutely fantastic. Wow. Really, it is fantastic. And now stuff. grills are going to be, you know, there are some people that will not grill in the winter. I'm I'm not one of them, but now with this forty and fifty degree stuff, you got to get to Grunhofer so you again are at the ready for your grill. It, it's 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 meatertainment. It's meatertainment. You can't go wrong. It's right there at the north end of downtown Hugo, such as downtown Hugo is. Right on Highway 61. It's fantastic. Nice. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Mumpumalanga, South Africa. Yeah. It's on this date in Minnesota history from our friend Tom Lyman. Please don't, Tom, please don't talk during the intro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Spent a lot of time preparing that. You really Please don't did, didn't you? Talk over the intro. Thank you. Be this... respectful of the intro. Yeah, it's like the logo in the uh, in the wild locker room in the NHL locker rooms. Please be respectful of the intro. Yeah. Don't step on it. On this day in uh, 1881, oh. the first state capitol building burned. 300 people escaped safely, but the building, including the law library, was a total loss. 
Luckily, most of the Minnesota Historical Society's artifacts were rescued from the basement. A second capital was built on the same site, a square block bounded by Wabasha Cedar Exchange and 10th Street, but that was later replaced by the structure we now know today, the one designed by Cass Gilbert. A domeless, or what is it, a supportless dome? Oh. That's very special. And uh, on this day in 1994, Runaway Train by the Soul Asylum won a Grammy for Best Rock Song. I don't think I remember it being that bad. I don't want to hear Kenny uh, do that. He can't. Uh, you do, you're not going to let me mock Soul Asylum? He can't sing. No, I don't care about that, but you can't sing. Oh, yeah. oh well, I wasn't trying to. I was purposely singing like you do. And, I, and on this day in 1856, the Territorial Legislature incorporated the St. Peter Company, which is authorized to engage in milling and water power work to develop real estate. The company's stockholders hoped to move the state capital to St. Peter, but their efforts were thwarted. Uh, James J. Hill would purchase the company's charter in 1901, hoping that its real estate powers would prove useful to the Great Northern Railway. Hmm. So there you have it. Uh, this might be our last chilly day for a while. Oh, I'll say. Uh, and we're headed uh, possibly into the 50s this coming weekend. Is this a get-your-hopes-up day? Yes. You think so? We're done? Well, no, we've had, we've had uh, I, I think we've had three straight mid-April blizzards, haven't we? But, I know we have 2018 we had one. Uh, that, that, I'm not so concerned about the snow as I am... The five degrees above zero. I think that's the thing to keep in mind, though. Once we get over this hump, once we get to March 1, even if it is a cold spell or snow, it doesn't last very long. You know, it'll be gone. I I used to think once March hit, it was over. But the older you get, the more you realize March can be absolutely dreadful. Sure. (laughs) Just dreadful. As as April has been the last couple of years with mid-April blizzards, Mm -hmm. two-day blizzards in mid-April. You're playing me like a violin. First you had my hopes up, now I'm feeling doom and No, gloom. no, no, no. Once yesterday I got to listen to the Twins game on the radio. Once that happens, That's it. it's yeah. we're good. Yeah. Well, Kenny, look at the record low for today. It was as recently as 1962, it was 32 below. Oh. Why do you, why, oh. why why do you why do you got to do that? That's oh. why I bring you the records. I just bring them because to depress the hell out of us. Great hey, source of uh, amusement. <laughs> Are you doing Monday night sports talk? Uh, Patrick's in Florida. We anticipate uh, doing Monday Night Sports Talk I and reaching him. I just, so, I've, oh, go ahead, Kenny, I finally got a chance to see our hockey team. Uh, they're playing uh, what the Kings over the weekend. Beat first them of twice. all, first of all, there's. I love the way this team is skating. It's so fun to see this fast hockey. Yep. That's awesome. And this Russian kid. Oh my God. We need to build a statue for this kid. Already. This kid's amazing. Yeah, this that, kid little is commie, amazing. that little commie scored a wraparound goal that was a yes. thing of beauty. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Just that a thing amazing? of beauty. Yeah. That was yeah. amazing. It's such a shame, too, that that building is empty. Because could you imagine on oh, Saturday so, night oh. how oh. that place would have just erupted in overtime? Yeah. My, yeah. Uh, my brother's a hockey guy, and uh, it's his theory that Everson, is that the coach's name, Everson? E- Eve, Everson? Yeah, Everson. Dean Everson. Uh, that he has pulled Capris uh, off aside and said, "Look, you just do what you want. You stay out as long as you want." 
It seemed like he it. thinks he might have given him free reign because he was having shifts that approached two minutes in length. Yeah, and the color guys, the uh, the announcers were talking about that. Yeah, you know, it's like let the kid skate. Jesus, yeah, let him go. I, I, I think with a wink and a nod, uh, the kid might have been told, uh, "Don't worry about coming over to the bench with your line mates. You just come over when you need." To. Yeah, you let us know. <laughs> I Which, think so. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm probably wrong. I'm probably wrong, but that's what it looked like. I gotta say, uh, without mentioning names, he's making some of our franchise players look old and tired, like Kenny and Joe are out there trying <laughs> to pass the puck around. It's funny and you I, said that. It's funny you said that. I texted my brother the same thing. Only I said, uh, by today's standards, Parisi looks like me. Well, yeah. I was. I said I wasn't going to use names, but no, yeah, I don't have know. anything against Parisi, but no. I, uh, but, no. but, but, today, but by today's standards, he's uh, he ain't no Caprasoff. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. 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 But isn't it fun watching fast hockey? My yes. goodness. Yeah. He appears to have turned the boys loose. That's good. Yeah. They play again tonight, and all nine. four lines are in play. Mm-hmm. All four lines. Yeah, are Yeah, you're play. getting a lot of. Um, I'm not a super duper hockey guy, but your third line. Is producing. They're, uh, this they're is, in first uh, place, I, boys. They're you know, in first place. I miss, this is the only reason I miss working in the building because I can go into a studio with Judd and sit down and close the door and just have hockey debauchery talk for five minutes. Do you want yeah. me to send them up your way? Yeah. yeah could, you, send them up there. could you give Judd my phone number? I, I, I want to I talk to Judd. <laughs> hey, before we go here, Minnesota's State Capitol Dome is the second largest self supported marble dome in the world behind St. Peter's Basilica in Rome, of really? which Cass Gilbert based the design of his dome on. Wow. Pretty neat. Rook, dropping some knowledge that on us Wikipedia. all. No, that was Wikipedia. I, but I, every time he does that, I, I fear he's doing a bit, so I never know what to, <laughs> right. to, to listen to. Oh, good. Then I, You know what? I'm up here then. I'm up yeah. here. Yeah, Living rent-free. That's right. I all had right. the, um, the general manager of the Groveland Tap as a kid I grew up with, mm-hmm. Craig. Yeah. Big Craig, and uh, we were chatting back and forth, and he said, I hate you because every time I see that Geico commercial, that scoop, there it is, shakalaka, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah, said he thinks yeah. of me, and I said, Craig, I'm right in here, aren't I? That's that's where I want to be. I want to be in that, everybody's head. That spot is brilliant. That's I brilliant. love that spot. You know what else is? The, uh, the Allstate commercial where they're in the moon buggy, and they're playing, and I finally had to track it down. It's Smokey Robinson's. The song is called Cruisin'. Yeah. Oh, yeah. is that great? Cruisin'. Yep. You know what else? We should do Super Bowl uh, ads. Uh, what are your favorite Super Bowl ads are over the decade? I don't yeah, want to do I that, go. Man. I don't Pretty have time that. Why don't you run over to CCO to see if they're hiring? Alex from Stroll's drinking the guy's beer. Anyway. Okay. Alex, you better be drinking your water. Have you seen the Heineken? Keep the music going. Have you seen the Heineken commercial? where three guys have obviously split from a wedding to seek a beer at a bar, and they go into this bar, and it appears to be seedy, but the next thing you know, the bartender's pulling down a huge level that springs into action, yes. wheels and pulleys, and, and it becomes magnificent. Yes. Oh, is that fantastic. <laughs> That's creative. Yep. Anyway, podmn.com or podmn. <laughs> the music on your ran out. Can't take you enough. Time. I have now sent four text messages. Oh no, he's eager. Oh my you got a little God. eager beaver. Tell him to shut the bleep up. Well, if you don't want to miss any any seconds or minutes of a podcast, again, we should tell you to check out podmn on your smartphone or podmn.com on your computer, and also 
YouTube. Yes. We have a Garage Logic YouTube channel. Sign up, subscribe, and be entertained greatly. And watch my skinny little face just fade away to nothing. I'm down four, 17 pounds. What am I down? No, 16. More about you. Man. 16 More pounds. It's always about me, Kenny. Kenny, I love you like a brother, but it's the brother that I love the least. <laughs> yeah. Got it. I, I don't like me either. I know. I'm working on you, Ken. Ciao, Bella. 5,000? Fata, bro.